This is it for now. This is how we gotta do things, man. You rocking live with the hoop lord. And um, this is unfortunately the quarantine version uh, of, of the show that we're gonna be giving you for a while for the time being. Uh, you know, everybody just take care of yourself through these trying times without no basketball on any level. They shut it all down, you know, no no movement on the streets. Couldn't even get in the studio today. I wish I was there, my guys, Mike and Tate. You know what I mean? But um just just recording the show from home. And uh we still gonna get into some dope topics and some, you know, some um interesting uh you know, storylines that we have. Uh so yeah. You rocking live with the hoop lord. The show must go on. We here. Okay, uh, first of all, man, uh, you know, we got to talk about it. The Rona. The Rona has taken over the world, okay? Um, particularly the NBA world, because uh, apparently nobody else can get tested. Only NBA players. Only stars of teams. <laughs> they say, uh, it's crazy because I was in a barbershop and it was like, um, Somebody got alert on their phone. Dun, 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 boom. Oh, man. Uh, four players from the Nets got it. I said, hmm, let me guess. It's going to be Kyrie, KD, <laughs> uh, what, Karis LeVert, and what, I don't know, uh, DeAndre Jordan. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be the, the famous people. You know what I mean? The faces, I guess. It's just a coincidence. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist, so I look into it all, and you know, I, oh man, I, I'm I look deep into stuff, but I mean, that is just something that's just right there, it's this glaring thing, like you know, apparently only only the uh, the stars can get it, um, you know, I mean, that's the way they marketing the disease to to promote more fear, I guess. You got some actors saying things like that, and just um. Ironically, none of the actors or the basketball players that have it seem to be down or stressed or sick or show any symptoms. But, hey, man, it's the world we live in, man. We don't know what's going on, man. All we can do is, uh, you know, take it one day at a time with the information that we that we receive. You know what I'm saying? So that that that's that's my take on that for now. You know, this is an ever... This is this is going to be developing, you know what I mean? It's still developing, this whole coronavirus thing. We all dealing with it. And, um, you know, they said something about, uh, you know, the, the players going over China because they kind of clearing it up over there um, in certain areas so they can, like, go over there and finish the season or something like that. I don't know, man. I'll, I'll let uh, Tate talk about that and uh see what he thinks about that um a little bit as well as uh we gotta talk a little bit about just 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 shout out to all the high school players and the, the college players especially the seniors uh that would have made a big impact in this march madness that whose seasons got cut short 
You know what I mean? Shout out to all of the, you know, the, the potential Cinderella stories that, that, that wasn't uh, seen this year, man. Um, man, it's just unfortunate, man. You, you always get that, that, that one shining moment that you get that, that Cinderella story that stays in the basketball lexicon for years and years and years and years. And you never forget these names. You know what I mean? I remember a guy, um, off top of the head, just, I, I just remembered his name, Bryce Drew, right? Everybody remembers Bryce Drew if they old enough, right? I don't know where he is right now. Couldn't tell you where he is, but the first time I heard of Valparaiso State was because of Bryce Drew. And he hit a big shot. And and um I think it was the Sweet 16 or something like that. But I'm sure it was his, his it was Valparaiso's first appearance in a tournament, something like that. I think he went on the coach. I couldn't even tell you where he is right now, but all I know was that he was made famous during March. And you know, it was going to be plenty of kids getting the opportunity to, you know, oh, man, have big upsets and great tournament runs. And it's just sad, man. It's just sad. It's just really sad that they was robbed of that opportunity um, by these unseen, unfortunate, you know, events, man. So, um, man, just shout out to all y'all and just keep y'all head up and, and um, y'all will get past this, you know, get better. Use this opportunity and this time off to get better, regardless if, if any gyms is open or anything like that. You can do the best you can do by just, you know, maybe eating well, uh, doing some calisthenics, you know, studying some game film. Uh, just make sure you just try to keep a level head and just improve so when the time does come to get back on the court, you are ready and you're not overweight or you're not slacking or you're not down and out because your time will come, okay? That's just something I had to say about that. And I'm sure, again, you know, Tate can elaborate on that uh, as well, man. Um, yeah, man, that that's it for that. Okay, another thing, man, uh, I found interesting this week. <laughs> this was funny, man. Uh, Reggie Miller came on my, my IG and um he called me a crackhead. He called me a crackhead. And I <laughs> I'll tell you why. <laughs> me and Reggie Miller always go back and forth, man. I, I I knew Reg for a while now, man. I actually got a, a great story I could tell about Reggie Miller. Um but anyway, this one right here. Uh Reggie Miller and and me always go back and forth about LeVar Ball. And the fact that I think he's a genius, and I was saying this few years back, you know, that he's a genius for starting his own brand and believing his sons and just um, the way he does things, the way he markets. And, and, you know, he might come off like he's, a, I don't know, arrogant or something like that, uh, boastful or whatever, but... I think he's a genius because he he speaks things into uh, fruition, man. I mean, he got Lonzo picked number two pick when it was guys better out there. I think that was that was genius promotion on his part. 
you know what I mean, in developing his sons. Uh, you could say what you want to say about him, but Lonzo Ball is, is going to be a great NBA point guard in his league, and LaMelo Ball is going to be a top five pick. So, you know, um, everybody called uh, LeVar crazy for sending his sons to uh, Lithuanian. To Lithuania. They called him crazy for sending them to Illawarra. They called him crazy for pulling them out of UCLA. Everything has come full circle in it, and it's all working. So, you know, I, I always say this, you know, but me, but Reggie Miller always disagree with me. So on my Instagram, you know, I, I, I post a clip of me and him debating about that in the shop, some old footage I had, and he just was like, LeVar Ball, genius, question mark, uh, stop smoking crack, please. <laughs> That's what he said. So I had to put him on blast, man. How am I smoking crack? Because I think LeVar Le Ball is a genius. And this is after he did things to prove you wrong. You you got to put some respect on his name, Reg. For real. And we're going to have to revisit this debate. I, it'll be a, a, a dream come true to have you come on the show. We don't interview. I don't interview you. Okay, we're going to argue. Me and Reg, we argue. So that's what we're going to do. Okay, and um, I, I do got a, a, an amazing story. I'm going to try to make this quick. This is, a, this is a story about Reggie Miller, Mark Jackson, Coach Mark Jackson, and my guy Marcus Crenshaw. Okay, Marcus Crenshaw, uh, shout out to the fam agency too, man. Uh, he's a he's a basketball agent. He has uh, all females on his roster, mainly all like all stars and things like that. Um, man, I, I can't even name them off the top. I should have wrote some notes, if I, but I didn't know I was gonna tell this story. But I know he got like um, Tiffany Hayes. He has a uh, oh man, he has so many players that's that's dope, and I can't think of them right now. But I'll run the list off for you at the end. But anyway, before all of that, before he had agency and anything like that, he was a uh, player for Kyle State Fullerton. They actually won their conference championship when in, in like 08, 09, I think it was. But he, uh, he played on a team with Bobby Brown, my man Frank Robinson. He played with Scott Cudley. It was a good team. They had a, a great team at, at Kyle State Fullerton. And... um. He won six man of the year too, but anyway, he's a great shooter. And Reggie Miller and, and we was playing ping pong with Reggie Miller at uh, at Mark Jackson's house. I uh, believe it was Calabasas. And uh, Reggie Miller talked trash when he played ping pong. Anyway, long story short, he was talking too much trash, and I was like, "Yo, I bet you my man can outshoot you." And Mark Jackson was like, "Like, hold on, wait, what'd you say?" Like. <laughs> He can outshoot who? So he played right into it, and he was like, man, I don't think you understand. This is one of the best shooters ever touched a basketball, this and that, this and that. And uh, they, they they put a, a little bet on it. Reg said, look, the loser got to jump into the pool with their clothes on, you know what I mean, what they got on. My man had on some fresh J's, Carolina blue joints. Uh, he had the shorts, T-shirt, the magic. He was fly, you know what I mean? So they go out, and they had a shooting contest. They shooting, they shooting, they shooting. And um, Reg is kind of, Reg, I, I know just off top, I know Reg missed more than my guy, right? And we wasn't counting, but it wasn't even, I just know my guy ain't missed. 
and Reg kind of missed a couple and everybody could see that. Was were we counting? No. Okay. But Mark Jackson was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, we don't know the count. Let's start all over. I said, we don't gotta start all over. We could see that he ain't missed nothing, so let's just make up a score and let's go from here or whatever. But he was like, no, we're going to start all over. So that, I thought that was cheating by Mark Jackson. And then uh, in the contest, it was like, you know, Reg make one, uh, Crenshaw got to make one. And they just did it like that. And I ain't going to lie, they was they was wet. These are two of the best shooters I've ever seen. Of course, Reggie Miller is Reggie Miller. But um, everybody didn't know that my guy was a flamethrower like that. But anyway, Reg, um, he knows the driveway and, like, it has a hill, little uh, part on it, whatever. So he went, like, below the hill thing and he shot it. And it was crazy because no matter how online or or great my, you know, my homie form was from that angle, it was an air ball. And Reg knew that. He probably always beat people in shooting contests like that. But whatever, he beat them. And Crenshaw ended up jumping in the pool with his fresh J's and all that. But the point is, they cheated in the beginning. You know what I mean? Anyway, it, it was it was great. You had to have been there, man. I'm not even telling it the way it should be told. I, I, I you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was it was epic. You know what I mean? This was like in. 2011 or something like that. It was it was an epic day. It was camera phones wasn't even like everybody wasn't even all, all quick to pull their phone out like they are now. So it was it was a couple people they phone out, but it was somebody with an actual camcorder out there too. I would love to see that footage. That was man, that was some legendary footage. So yeah, that's one of my Reggie Miller stories, man. Um, uh, I actually have a lot of stories like NBA players involved so every week I might even do that you know what I mean have a segment called I got a story to tell and it'll be um something something cool ironic funny or something like that something interesting about an NBA player you know what I mean involving me and the NBA player so yeah I hope y'all enjoyed that story man Reggie Miller but back to the point where he called me a crackhead come on Reg you gotta do better man I'm a crackhead because I believe LeVar is a genius. Knock it off. Okay. All right. One of my favorite segments of the show is who's hooping, hooping. And uh, I can't lie, man. It sucks because this week we all know who's hooping, hooping. Nobody. That's right, because we can't hoop. Nobody's hooping. Nobody is hooping. And um, so this segment of who's hooping, hooping, nobody's really hooping, man. Uh, Me being uh, an honorary uh, ball brother, you know what I mean? I feel bad for LiAngelo. Um, The NBA shut down. When he was ready to play his first G League game. Well, not even when he was ready to play. Let me take that back. He had his first G League game, which he did not see a minute on the floor, right? He did not get in the game. And uh, then the NBA shut down. So there's that. that that's that's not dope at all. Um, 
we don't we we all in limbo right now. We don't know where it's gonna go, and uh, we cannot wait to see, you know, who's hooping hooping again. You know, all we can do now is is uh to determine who's hooping hooping, is go to Instagram and see who's doing the best quarantine hooping hooping. You know, who's doing the the best quarantine version of so we can do who's hooping hooping. There we go. We solved it. Quarantine version of who's hooping hooping. You've been watching Instagram. You see that Trey Young just had a three point contest. Trey Young, I'm talking about when I say on fire, I don't know. He might have missed one. And these were like balled up socks, just wet. Bang, bang, bang. He go over to the other rack. Bang, bang, bang. He was wet. He might have missed one. But but I think he, the money rack, he definitely nailed the money rack. They was wet. So shout out to Trey Young. Love to see Trey Young shoot. I don't care what he's shooting. You know what I mean? So yeah. He's hooping, hooping. Uh somebody else that did some uh uh something nice. Uh the trainer Tyler Ralph. Yo. His son, um, he he did an East Bay, right? On on the on the court in the house that was on the door. He did an East Bay is the coldest. You gotta go to his Instagram, Tyler Ralph. He his son um kind of ran and jumped into his arms and when he when he got it he put the ball in between his legs and dunked it with the left. It was crazy. It was crazy. I just gotta give him props for that, man, because nobody really hooping. So I gotta go to the to to you know the best hooping I've seen, you know, um on the gram. Matisse Thibel, he's hooping, hooping in the crib. I'm talking drenching, drenching sweat and everything, you know what I mean? Dribble drills, cone drills. He was sliding on the socks. Hey, you got to love it, man. The passion, the, the the passion that these guys are showing at home, they just like us. They can't go anywhere, but they got to do the best they can do in the house with the situation they have. Um, John Morant, you know what I mean? Getting called out for the home crowd. Got his whole uniform on in the house. Shout out to y'all. Um, just keep letting everybody know that y'all in it with us, y'all in it with all the hoopers, and y'all doing what y'all can do to just, you know, have fun. Everybody should just treat it like the holidays when you, when you in with your family and everything, you know, just, just try to enjoy yourselves as much as you can in the house, man. Um, yeah, man, that's, that's the segment for who's hooping, hooping, man. Holla. You know what's interesting? I heard some stuff, man. I heard some stuff this week that's scary. And I ain't gonna lie, me and Tate kind of touched on it last week. I ain't gonna lie. We was thinking, we was thinking the same thing. We was thinking the same thing. When he took the words right out of my mouth. With the hologram crowd thing, right? Y'all remember that? I heard something this week that I'm scared of. They said following all of this stuff, all of this shutdown and everything, 
they were going to introduce, and I can't, I can't disclose who I heard this from. It was somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows some people who know them people. So he was like, this is going to be the introduction of virtual sports and the huge market of it. And it's going to be the new norm in the future. How are they going to do that? I do not know. But I do know that we already experience these players in a virtual realm. Their likeness, their skills, their attributes, their personalities, their expressions and everything like that through video games and, and stuff. And everybody wants to know what's the evolution of NBA 2K and all these what if the evolution of that is that that is the new real in players actually going up against other players in real life with the risk of injury, the risk of germs, the risk of a lot of physical wear and tear, you know, let's just think the world got to this point. Um, from we would, you know, this, the world evolved to this point, you know what I'm saying? Everything that we experience today was not here 15 years ago. So we can't be surprised if things completely change and it's so different. And then 15 years from now, kids will be growing up like, you know, it's just normal for them. Right. So you never know, man. I mean, as scary it is to think about, as scary as it is to think about certain things, you have to 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 think about it and just know that it can be a reality. You know what I mean? Um I'm one of the people who always thought if it was a natural disaster, if it was anything that happened in in the world, especially in America, anything that happened, it's not that bad until they shut down sports. That's what I always thought. I always said that. As a kid, I'm like, everybody tripping, but I bet you that, you know, the game come on tonight. So why aren't they affected by this? Guess what? Shit got real now. It's real now. No sports. No basketball, man. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, um, it's people right now thinking of other ways to make this sport go on and last forever and, and never have the a potential, never have the potential of, of stoppage, you know? Um, it's something that they're going to entertain. I'm not saying this because I want it to be like this. I'm not afraid to talk about things that I don't exactly want, but it is something to talk about. I'm raising a young Hooper. My son about to be three in about eight days, and he is a Hooper. 
He's just a hooper. He was a born hooper. He's born to do this. Everybody can tell. I can tell. He's already dribbling. He can shoot good. He loves basketball. He sleeps with his ball. You know, so I don't want them to take that away from his future. Of course not. You know what I mean? But you never know with this quote-unquote new world that we're going to be living in on the other side of all of this. So who knows, man? Who knows? All right, the hoop lord, man. I got a good comparison right here that um somebody wanted me to break down. They wanted me to break down the differences or or just compare. They wanted me to compare Iverson and Kyrie, right? And um, they wanted to know who I thought was better, who I thought was greater, who I thought had the better legacy, who I thought had the better handle, shooting and things like that. So I'm going to just say this. Allen Iverson is probably the best player pound for pound to ever play this game. Okay, he was like a miniature Michael Jordan. This guy was six feet by 160 soaking wet, um, but he had four scoring titles. Okay. He had four scoring titles. Only other people that do things like that are Wilt, Mike, and, you know, people like that. Um, it don't happen. You know, it's not supposed to happen. Uh, he, he took a team all the way to the finals literally by himself, basically by himself, right? Uh, there's a few players in the league that's really, 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 really great players and that's going to be first ballot Hall of Famers that never could do that. Okay, they never could do that. They're just unable to do that. Also, the year they went to the finals and lost to the Lakers, he single-handedly did with, with what no other team could do, and that was get one win against the Lakers in that playoff series. He stole game one in L.A. And for Philly, I'm from Philly. I was there. That was the championship we won it we won the title with that game okay when he stepped over time Ty- tyron lu that game we won the title you can't tell us nothing okay we won that we we got a ring so ai is a champion you can't tell us iverson not no champion so i understand Kyrie got a ring i understand that ai is a champion ai is not a loser you know um it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? AI is great. His legacy his legacy can't be matched by, by a player who didn't have his franchise in his city in the palm of his hands like Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson changed the way people play the game, the way people look playing the game. Everything. See, Kyrie Irving is not a game changer. He's just a great player. With a great handle, a great layup package. He has the clutch gene. He 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 is an amazing player. Iverson is way more than an amazing player. It's a lot of amazing players in his league. Iverson is different. Iverson himself is a culture. Is a culture without without the machine of Nike, without all the drops of of, of a Nike deal. No, no Reebok. 
Okay? So it wasn't none of that. You know, he didn't have all the endorsements like like that. You know what I mean? But that Reebok girl, you know, he had the uh he was the, the hottest thing on Reebok. You you be on Nike, it's like so many the, the roster is crazy. And the promotion, the budget is just different. It's just different. Iverson ain't need all that. Iverson, the way he wore his hair, from the braids to the do-rags to the headbands on the court, the sleeve. Other sports have adopted the sleeve. Okay? You might see that in football, baseball, tennis. I think I seen a golfer with a sleeve. You know what I mean? AI. Iverson was it, man. Um, I love Kyrie, but legacy-wise, you got to give it to Iverson. Scoring-wise, you got to give it to Iverson. Kyrie has a slightly better jump shot, but I think that's because he shoots better threes. But Iverson took over the game with mid-range shots. Baby jump shots. It's kind of a lost art, but Kyrie definitely do it. You know, Kyrie, he definitely got that. So um, I'm, I'll give him shooting. They both have a crazy layup package, but Kyrie definitely has more. You know, Iverson didn't have a, a left hand or like that. I remember I criticized him for that face-to-face. -face. Man, where your left hand at? We used to go at, oh, man, when I tell you all my Iverson stories, man. When we used to go at it, I told him he didn't have no left, and I remember that game. He made sure he did a little... You know, weak left left hand layup on um versus Spurs, but you know um he uh Iverson is is I mean he's he's goatish, you know what I mean? Like I AI is really goatish, you know what I mean? Uh, Kyrie is is not that type of player when you look at him. It's not like he never was the goat of. Man, listen, man, Iverson, there's so many people that Iverson is just, is more than basketball, man. He's a culture, man, so I don't know, man. Uh, I'm going I'm to have to take Iverson, but I know skill-wise, Kyrie is unmatched as far as what we've seen is in, in handling the ball in English off the backboard and things like that. You know what I mean? He's one of the shiftiest, most creative ball handlers and scores we've seen ever. You know what I mean? But I have to take Iverson. The legacy is just it just overpowers anything you can say about Kyrie. You know what I mean? Even the biggest Kyrie hit the biggest shot in Cleveland basketball history. He made the biggest play in Cleveland sports history. Okay? The most important shot in LeBron James' career was not shot by LeBron James. Okay? It was Kyrie Irving. That got to count for something. It just don't count for being better than AI. And this is why people got to understand. Not that Kyrie is, is, is did what I'm ready to say right now. But chasing rings will not make you better. Chasing rings will not make your legacy better. Iverson does not have a ring. And his legacy is, is, 
unmatched by a whole lot of people who have jewelry, okay? And let me correct that. He has a he has a ring. He has a Hall of Fame ring. And that is in some cases more respected than a championship ring. Cuz I ain't going to say no names. I'm t- I swear I'm not going to say no names. But I know some people who don't care about their ring. I know some people that would not trade the experience they had that year and everything, but that ring is like, uh, it's only proof that I was on a team. Nobody remembers me on that team. It don't matter. I, I, I made a name for myself somewhere else. I made a name for myself overseas. I won a chip overseas. I did some things overseas. You know what I mean? So, there, there, there you go, man. It's not all about the ring that, that makes your legacy what it is. It's how you played and the, the impact you you made and how many people you you inspired and, you know, what you contributed to the game. Allen Iverson is one of the greatest. He's a living legend. You know, Kyrie as well. But, I mean, I can go on and on and on and on about the importance of Allen Iverson to the game of basketball. So, hey, man, look, man, uh, I try to do the best I could do, you know, recording in the house. And, um, yeah, man, we're going to keep this set up uh, for the next few shows uh, the quarantine version of the Hoop Lord podcast uh, with myself, uh, my man Tate Frazier. Hopefully, we was able to get you on there. So I'll do another drop with my man. <clears throat> it's the Hoop Lord with my guy Tate Frazier with the quarantine version of the Hoop Lord podcast. Man, shout out my man Mike. Hey man, you know, you know he gonna piece it up together perfectly, and um, y'all won't. Hopefully y'all won't see anything different. Y'all won't find anything different with the, with with the quality and everything, man. Hopefully I did a good job with this with this phone, <laughs> with no earphones and things like that. I'm I'm so surprised my son is not in the other room making all the noise in the world on purpose like he always do. So I guess I guess he wanted the hoop lord. I guess he knew how important it was for the people to hear the hoop lord through these trying times, man. Once again, man, shout out to all the hoopers. It's the Hoop Lord signing off. Be safe out there, y'all.